0: Step-on gets it to the point, there's the Bears shot, goes wide, rebound attempt, Step-on puts it on, and Sorokin gets across to make the save. Good chance early from the Step-on line. And Sorokin reached the puck well. Now another chance for Step-on, and he rings it off the post! Now another chance as the Canes continue to just pepper Sorokin with a chance. Martin goes into the corner. Oh, Carolina within a whisper of taking the lead early in this one. Islanders will slowly wind their way to center ice and and they go out of the box though as Bear charging into the game zone with Zizekas on a set play. He could not connect Ross Johnston with it. He'll send the puck back to the point. Andy Green, his shot deflected out front. Anderson makes the save as Matt Martin with a redirect out in front. Jarvis walks in a little bit across and Natchez's shot was... Kicked away by Sorokin. He had a wide open net and hit Sorokin's pass. Carolina trying to clear. Can't do it. Finds Barzal. Out for Parise with a shot. And Mr. Anderson with the save. What a stop. Stephon's pass was behind Nita Ryder. Thompson floats it near corner. Paul merry for Matt Barton. Pajot's alone in front. Vinan gets it to Trocek, Svechnikov sweeps it to Ajo, back to D'Angelo, a minute five left in this one, Canes need a goal, Taravainen, he gets it down low to Trocek, back up top, it's D'Angelo, his left pass to Trocek, he gone. seconds to go. Paul Mary trying to shake free of shake. Paul Mary, one hand on his stick, got south, gets out and he scores! Paul Mary! 14.1 left!
1: This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold.
2: Welcome to the Cage Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold and a very disappointing 2-1 loss to the New York Islanders as the Carolina Hurricanes could not carry any momentum from yesterday's win over the Buffalo Sabres where they clinched a playoff spot, actually played very well early in the first period, uh, had the best scoring chances, couldn't really get any to go. Freddie Anderson was playing well. Uh, And then it really all disintegrated from the start of the second period on. Carolina was terrible in the second period. uh, A little bit better in the third, but uh, not significantly so. The power play was bad. uh, And then they fell apart after getting kind of a miracle. Not a miracle, but uh, an extra attacker. Six on five goal to tie it with under a minute left. And then the next shift. Uh, They just got big boy. Brady Shea lost his battle behind the net with Kyle Palmieri. And Freddie Anderson, not good enough. And it's 2-1. Islanders continue pushing uh, towards... I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs unless Washington collapses. But the Islanders have now got 12 wins in their last 17 games. They are 12, 4, and 1 in their last 17. Hurricanes 5, 6, and 3... In their last 14, the Hurricanes continue to struggle to score. And um, and if you struggle to score, even if you play well, which for the most part Carolina has, not this week though, uh, if you struggle to score, you struggle to win. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find that at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. So uh, if you want to make your home more beautiful on the outside, energy efficient on the inside, then check it out. Aluminumcompany.com for no obligation estimate right there. All right. um, We're going to try and be a little bit quick today. Uh, Everybody's got Saturday morning stuff to do, right? Uh, Some of us have Friday night stuff to do. A bunch of things I want to get to. We'll go through the goals uh, as well. Um, But I want to just take a step back. We're not going to be as reactionary, this team's no good, blah, 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 blah. Not going to do that because that would be prisoner of the moment, and I don't think this team deserves prisoner of the moment reaction. I think the Carolina Hurricanes are good enough to win a Stanley Cup. I don't think they're the best team, but the best team during the regular season doesn't always win the Stanley Cup. In fact, uh, spoke to a good friend of mine who, um, we'll just say he is a front office insider. Okay? Good friend of mine. Front office insider who I spoke with during the game here tonight. Uh, A, likes Carolina a lot. B, says Florida's problem is they don't have good goaltending. So I said, well, what does it matter? They score as many goals as they need to score. Yep, but in the playoffs, that won't happen. Might be right. Might be right. So that is uh, that is an Achilles heel for the Florida Panthers as this person sees it. You know, we could talk about a lot of things. Tampa Bay lost at home to Boston tonight in overtime. The Lightning are in a little bit of a free fall right now. If the Hurricanes are fortunate enough to win the Metropolitan Division, more than likely, the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to be the first team they'll see in the playoffs. No joke. I think Tampa is going to finish fourth in the Atlantic Division. Boston right now is playing better than Tampa. I'm not sure Boston is great, but I think they're playing better than Tampa. I think Toronto is dangerous. That's a team to avoid if you can. Um, so every team goes through it. I think when the Hurricanes play good teams... They have generally played well. I mean, all you got to do is go back and look at the, you know, the more recent games against playoff caliber teams. And the Carolina Hurricanes really have been good. So let's put that to the test. Playoff team, Minnesota Wild, got beat by Marc-Andre Fleury. I thought Carolina was the better team in that game. Uh, Dominated every way, shape, or form. Mark andre Fleury had one of those Hall of Fame-type moments. Uh, the game at Tampa Bay, pretty even game. Carolina was gassed, uh, still managed to get a point out of it. Not bad. Went to Washington, and after having been beaten pretty soundly by the Capitals all three times, dominated Washington in a 6-1 win. Went to St. Louis the game before that, dominated a good St. Louis Blues team, winning 7-2. Outplayed Dallas here. Didn't get a chance. Didn't get a win. Carolina made too many mistakes. I don't think Freddie Anderson was great in that game. Uh, but the Hurricanes were a better team, you know, in front of a goaltender than Dallas was. And Dallas is usually a pretty difficult team to play. They beat. They played Tampa Bay before that. They were cl- out. They outclassed Tampa Bay uh, here in a three-two win. Played the Rangers. Dominated the Rangers. Couldn't beat Gorgiev. Rangers score one goal. It's kind of a fluke. It was a deflection uh, off a pass in the high slot. Just beat Anderson. That was the goal. Carolina's actually played well against the good teams. Really well against the good teams. Actually, I think the Islanders are a difficult team to play against. I'm not excusing what Carolina did tonight. They weren't good. They just were not good. After the first period, which was a good period, Carolina was bad. And they got what they deserved. They were the second best team. The Islanders were the better team. The Islanders weren't uh, that far behind Carolina in the first period. I think the Canes were better, but the Islanders took advantage of Ethan Bear in the second period for the goal, uh, and then basically just tried to shut it down and win one nothing. Didn't work out. So when the Islanders had to score, they did. But Carolina's played better than they have gotten results over the last, say, dozen or so games. However, that doesn't mean it's acceptable to be 5-5-3 five, five, and three in your last 13 games, or whatever, 5-6-3 and three in your last 14 games. Because ultimately, if you don't get enough out of it, meaning you're not scoring goals when you should, you're inviting a loss. And if you do that in the postseason, you're going to continue to invite a loss. So... If you're Martin Natus, how do we <laughs> how do we justify
0: this? Jarvis walks in a little bit across, and Natchez's shot was kicked away by Sorokin. He had a wide open net and hit Sorokin's pad. Yeah. So here's the
2: thing: if you're you and that was the I believe that was on the power play uh, tail end of a Hurricanes power play in the first period. And Jarvis makes a great pass across to you. And you've got the entire net open with Sorokin out trying to challenge the shot from Jarvis. And it was a great no-look pass. You have to put that puck on net. I got news for you. That puck, if there was no goalie, it would not have gone in. It was wide of the goal. They just has to put that on net. If it's on net... It's a goal, because it was right along my angle from the fifth floor, and I saw clearly both posts. So, was he at an angle? Sure. Is he an NHL player who's supposed to score goals? Yeah, that's got to be a goal, but it wasn't. And it's sort of indicative of the things that have plagued Natchez, just like the things that have played Svechnikov yesterday against Buffalo, where uh, the Slavin passed to him at the side of the net into an empty cage he whiffed on and put it off the outside of the net they got to be able to get more out of those moments and the hurricanes right now are not and the, the worst part is that it's some of the guys who that's their job so that was an opportunity missed if carolina scores there it's one nothing maybe the rest of the game goes differently you know you know me I am a big believer in chain of events sports. So what, what happens here leads to what happens next, leads to what happens next. I think everything has an impact going forward. And when the Hurricanes didn't score into that wide open, as our friend, old friend John Forsen used to say, into a yawning cage, well, it just kind of puts you behind it the rest of the game. And then in the second period, Carolina was just trash. One shot on goal in the second period. One shot on goal. I think there were 20 for the game. The Hurricanes had 12 in the first period, eight the rest of the way. And that's with a you know fair amount of power plays. Carolina had four power plays in the game. Four for each side. Hurricanes uh, tie a season low with just eight shots on goal combined in the last two periods. And a bunch of those came with the... Uh, with their, with their net empty. So you just... I'm not going to hot take it up. The Hurricanes are better than their record. And there are many, many things to fix. The power play has not been good. Um, you'll hear from Tony D'Angelo. I agree with what he said about the power play in, uh, in the postgame. And the power play for Carolina against Buffalo yesterday was actually good in their two attempts. They didn't score, but it was good. Today's power play, other than the Jarvis pass to Natchez, awful. Absolutely awful. Um, I don't know if it was deflating, but it was bad. Maybe both penalty kills were that good. I think the Islanders have a top-five penalty kill in the game. Hurricanes shut down all five Islander power plays, all four, rather, Islander power plays. Are they saying the same thing in that dressing room? Maybe. I think both penalty kills were very good, but Carolina was not good on the power play, and, they're, they're, and the top unit needs to get better on the power play. Uh, Carolina's now got, what, 10 games, 11 games left in the season? 10 games left in the season. The Hurricanes have played 72 games, 46, 18, and 8, stuck on 100 points. By the way, Florida came back to beat Buffalo tonight. Buffalo had a 3-1 lead after one. Florida wins at 4-3. They score, I think they score as many goals as they need to score. I think they're the best team in the East. And they've got 106 points with a game in hand on Carolina, so a six-point lead for the number one overall seed. But right now, the Hurricanes got to worry about holding off the Rangers to win the division if, in fact, the Hurricanes have designs on winning the division. And I think you should guarantees you home ice advantage in the second round if you, in fact, win your first-round series, which I understand how people feel right now. Hurricanes might not be good enough to win a first-round series. I got news for you. There are, there are eight really good teams in the Eastern Conference. Carolina's one of them. Four of them are going to lose in the opening round. Florida might lose to Washington. Probably not. I think Florida's way better than Washington, and Washington has their own goaltending issues. Toronto, Toronto Boston would be a hell of a first-round series. I kind of like Toronto in that series, if it's uh, if we're talking about it right now. Right now, if it's Rangers-Pittsburgh, you got to like the Rangers. They own the Penguins this year. And the Hurricanes and the Lightning could be the Lightning, but Carolina's played really well against Tampa. Had two wins and an overtime loss. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that, and Carolina's been the better team definitely two of the three times. And it was probably an even game the last one, even though Carolina ran out of gas in the third period, still managed to get to overtime. So, like, I'm not going to get too bent out of shape over a bad performance tonight against the Islanders. Uh, But, I mean, there were some things that obviously need to be cleaned up. Ethan Bear was not good tonight. Like, he might have been okay in the first period. I think Carolina was actually pretty good in the first period. Um, But Ethan Bear was bad in the second period. And that was a period of consequence. It wasn't just the turnover that led to the goal; there were back-to-back uh, mistakes that led to a Max Domi hooking penalty that gave the Islanders a power play, and that was really caused by Ethan Bear's mishandling the puck and uh, otherwise just getting beat off the wall. So they've got it. They have some things obviously they need to clear up. Uh, and Ethan Bear, if he's going to stay in the lineup, I've said this before about Ethan Bear. When Carolina didn't, when it was apparent they were not going to go add a defenseman, an NHL defenseman, to bolster their blue line for the playoff run, Ethan Baer, at his best, is better than Brendan Smith at his best. I think that Ian Cole is their fifth defenseman. So to me, Bear and Smith are playing for the sixth spot. Ideally, you, you, you have Bear because he's a righty. It gives you three righties and three lefties. So I like that. Um, but Ethan Bear also can't turn the puck over, which he did. Uh, and it was a, a really bad second period for Ethan Bear. So they've got that. You've got to get Nates squared away. Uh, and I'm not sure. Nates right now was playing on a fourth line. He's getting his power play time. Uh, and it's not a traditional fourth line. Uh, especially when Yasperi Kotkaniemi comes back and he started to skate because um, Kotkaniemi is not a fourth-line center. You know, he's he's really going to be a top six forward in the NHL, maybe next year. So Natchez is obviously a highly skilled guy. So if he's going to play on a fourth line, maybe that's not a great spot for him. But Max Domi, who was, I think, okay tonight, Max Domi needs to have a greater impact in the game. He made some plays against Buffalo last night, and I thought was pretty good. But, you know, there needs to be more from Max Domi if he's going to play in your top six. And if he's not going to do much, then you probably got to put Natchez back there in your top six because at least Martin gives you the high end, even if it's fleeting. He had some, uh, I thought... Natures and Svechnikov both had brain farts tonight with the puck. Uh, just passes to nowhere. Natchez, uh had one play entering the zone and threw a pass across to an imaginary teammate. And Svechnikov left the puck also for another one of those imaginary teammates. They have to be better with the puck. Carolina's puck management was not great tonight. So... Um, look, there's a there are a lot of a lot of things that we'd like to think are bad about the team, uh, and what we're really talking about is a bad night. Um, penalty kill looked better tonight. Power play looked bad. They had 15 giveaways tonight. I can't believe that I'm going to say this. I think there were more. I don't understand how you, what the giveaway category is, what the giveaway statistic is, what the benchmark is, because. Ethan Bear was credited with zero giveaways, and there were at least two, probably more. Um, I didn't think it was a good night for Tony D'Angelo on the back end. It's probably the second or third night recently where Tony has not been good defensively. I didn't think he was good yesterday defensively against the Sabres. Um, but tonight I thought he was I mean, he made one great play to save a goal, but I didn't think Tony was really good on the back end tonight. Brady Shea got worked by Kyle Palmieri for the game-winning goal. Bear was obviously uh, not, uh, not all that great. Um, I thought Slavin and Pesci were okay. I don't think anybody was really great tonight at all in the game. I thought Freddie was really good except for the last goal. Uh, so there's a, lot, uh, there's a lot to be desired <laughs> from, what, uh, from what Carolina is about right now. Uh, and, you know, we're getting down to the last 10 games of the season. They play the Anaheim Ducks on Sunday, and then the game, a showdown at the Rangers in New York. And just uh, real quick before we go through the goals, here's the schedule the next two nights. Tomorrow... Washington's at Pittsburgh, Florida is at Nashville, Toronto hosts Montreal, and the Rangers will entertain the Ottawa Senators. And right now, we're talk- We're sitting here and eat- both the Rangers and Hurricanes have played 72 games, and the Rangers are two points behind Carolina. A win over Ottawa, and we're even. Carolina would have the game in handback, but now we're even. And Carolina hosts Anaheim, which makes that game the must-win if you want to keep your nose out in front of the Rangers. Remember, um, Carolina's trying to win the Metropolitan Division, and I think it matters. Um, so regulation wins. Carolina, 40. The Rangers, 38. That's the first tie break. That's good. That's good. So Carolina will, even in the event of a tie, possibly— at least at this stage, have a little bit of an edge over the Rangers. Anyway, uh, two times they will play at Madison Square Garden between now and the end of the season. Tuesday, which will be the 74th game of the season, and then the second-to-last game of the year, game number 81. So I keep saying this. Unless Carolina falls apart in the other games, keeping the Rangers from you know, holding them to two points in those four games, I think gives you a pretty good chance to get it done. I think e- both teams have similar schedules left, although Carolina does have a trip to Colorado left. But again, game against Colorado, Hurricanes were dynamite in that game in a 2-0 win. All right, let's go through the goals, and uh, then we'll actually head to the locker room. Uh, for uh, get to kind of hear what uh, Tony D'Angelo and Vincent Trochick and Rod Brindamore had to say about all of it. I thought the Canes started out great. Canes started out, uh, I think the first four minutes were essentially played right in front of Ilya Sorokin. Derek Stepon had one, actually two, great A opportunities. Stepon gets it to the point. There's the
0: Bears shot. Goes wide, rebound, attempt. Step on puts it on, and Sorokin gets across to make the save. Good chance early from the step on line. And Sorokin reads the puck well. Another chance for Step on, and he rings it off the post. He did.
2: I mean, that was an. uh, He had Sorokin beat far side, uh, square off the post and out, uh, and the Hurricanes don't score. Great. Um, Literally four minutes, it seemed in front of Sorokin. The Ajo line and the Stall line each had about a 45-minute shift in the offensive zone and just didn't get anything to go. Actually, didn't really create great chances. They had tons of possession, uh, and they wore the Islanders down for a while, but they didn't get anything uh, out of it, and maybe that's the problem. Uh, so nothing happens. We've already played the nature's highlight, uh, where he uh, smacked it into the pads of Ilya Sorokin, a shot that I don't even believe, well, I'm sure it was credited as a shot on goal, but that was not going to hit the net, in my opinion. Uh, and then we get to the second period. Uh, Ethan Baer picks up the puck behind the net. He's got time, but he hesitated just a second. Kyle Palmieri came behind him, picked his pocket, left it for Matt Martin, who got it in front to uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot, and that was
0: Stephon's pass was behind Nita Ryder. Thompson floats it near corner. All merry for Matt Mark. Pagio's alone in front and he scores.
2: Third, uh, f- fifth goal in three games for Pagio is fifteenth of the season. Uh, he had a hat trick and then he had a goal uh, in their last game and then one tonight. So 15 on the year, that happened at eight twenty four of the second period, and that was that. Carolina could not really mount anything strong in the first 10 minutes of the period. Carolina had a power play in the third period, didn't do anything. The Islanders had a power play in the third period, didn't do anything. Then with the net empty, Trocek on the back door finally collects a loose puck and puts it in.
0: Tara Vynan gets it to Trocek, Svechnikov sweeps it to Ajo, back to D'Angelo, a minute five left in this one. Canes need a goal, Tara Vynan, he gets it down low to Trocek, back up top, it's D'Angelo, It's left pass to Trocek, he goal.
2: Fifty-six point eight seconds left. Trocheck deposits. Uh, the, it was really a shot from Aho. It was a pass from D'Angelo to Aho uh, to the right of the goal. Aho one timed it. Um, it went off bodies in front. We had Svechnikov and Niederreiter uh, creating traffic. That's how it works, right? And especially uh, in the postseason, you're going to have to do that. Trocheck was on the far side, puts it into the empty net, and Carolina. Uh, has tied it up 1-1 and if you follow me on Twitter and I encourage you to do so at a gold fan I tweet out 56.8 seconds left let's see if Carolina cannot screw this up and get at least a point out of this because they were not very good and 43 seconds late
0: Paul Merrick, 20 seconds to go Paul Trying to shake free of Shea, Palmari. One hand on his stick, got out, gets out, and he scores. Palmari, fourteen point one left.
2: Paul- yep, they're point one left. The the ultimate gut punch. Uh, I don't know if Shea touched the puck or not. Palmero, right now, it's considered an unassisted goal. I guess if that's the case, then. Uh, Pesci did touch the puck to create a new possession, if you will. Palmero picked it up, or Mary, not Palmero. Mary picked it up. Uh, he kind of was. He, he won the physical battle from Brady Shea. Came out in front of the net uh, around the uh, the left side of the goal. We had Zach Parise on the doorstep battling with Brett Pesci, but Anderson was simply too shallow. He was deep in his net, but more importantly, he was down, so the entire upper portion of the goal was available. Paul Mary put it in, uh, over his glove side uh into the far corner, and that's two one and that's it. So Freddie needed to be better there. I thought Freddie was very good tonight. He made some really good saves, especially early but and really in this in the third period the um The Islanders weren't trying to do anything until they had to. And then when they had to, they won the physical battle. So they need more. Uh, You needed to get that save from Freddie Anderson, even though Freddie, I thought, uh, played pretty well tonight. So there you go. That's the the loss. That's how it happened. Better puck management. Maybe a little better goaltending late. And the Hurricanes could have at least snuck a point out of this. But ultimately... Got to take advantage of the opportunities, especially the great ones. I mean, Martin Natchez has to score there, right? He has to score in the first period. All right, quick down to the locker room. Uh, Rod Brindamore, not crazy at all about the second and third. He didn't hate the first.
1: Well, it was a great first period. We did, that. we did everything we needed to except score. Uh, I thought it was, that's, that's probably the game. If we get ahead, it's a different different game. And then when, like you said, they they do a nice job of just protecting everything, keeping the outside, and you could tell, from for my point of view, we were really gassed. Like, there was no energy in our legs, and so we had no speed to get in and get on them, and it was just, you know, they did a nice job making a lot of block shots and you know, did that kind of thing to keep it away from us getting any any kind of real traction after the first period.
0: Is that just kind of a gut punch ending? After- yeah,
1: oh, yeah, those are tough. You know, you, you know, like I said, we had a good first and second and third were no good. The fact that we got late was kind of, okay, maybe we'll get something out of this and then turn around and, you know, blow a little Simon on the end and that's nah, a tough way to end the game for sure.
2: Vincent highlighted the, the power
1: play as an area that needs... To- oh, yeah. They've been terrible. Let's just be honest. They've been... You know, this, the second unit's been actually pretty good. They get in every time and get get some action, but our first group's got to get way better, which is, you know, it's got stuff to work on, which is good. He did hate the first power play unit today.
2: Uh, the first power play unit was bad. Hear what Vincent Trocek had to say uh, about the way Carolina played today. It hurts whenever you, you get one back late and then they score, but... When it starts at the beginning of the game. It's, it's not just that last shift. Kind of, we gotta start better. I don't know what it is, but um, we get off to a better start in the first period. We get out to a lead. It's a different game. I understand what Trocheck's talking about. The end of the game was bad, but it really started earlier in the game. Second period on, just not good enough. Just like the power play wasn't good enough for Tony D'Angelo. Yesterday, it uh, wasn't bad. We had some good movements, some good shots. So you can't be mad at that. Obviously, you're frustrated anytime they don't go in. But when you move it around good, it's, you know, it's all you could ask for. They're going to go in at some point. But today was just no good. thought the, uh, the other unit made some nice plays. They had that chance there on the on a nice seam pass by Jarvie. But uh, overall, we just got to do a better job. But the Islanders are tough. We know that. They got a good PK, kind of like ours. They, they play a similar way. But uh, you got to find a way to, to get a little more than we did tonight. One other thing that Tony talked about. Uh, after the game, was that he thought that this was a game that could have gone either way. And I dis- I totally agree with that. It could have gone either way. But I do think the Islanders were better. And I also think that the Islanders shut it down in the third period because they didn't feel like they had to score. Um, and when they needed to score, they did. All right, we are going to uh, jump out of here. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Follow us wherever you get your podcast. The Canes Corner podcast drops after every Hurricanes game. You can give us a rating if you want, but ultimately just follow it, and it shows up wherever you get your podcast, so you don't have to wonder if we did one. And we'll do one after the Hurricanes beat the Anaheim Ducks on Sunday, because they're going to beat the Ducks on Sunday. I'm guaranteeing a win against Anaheim. Until then, see you. Bye.
1: This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsband.com or wherever you get your podcasts.